0: But I can promise you this, I will always tell it straight. I won't run and hide from responsibility. I won't go missing when the going gets tough. I think leadership is about facing up to problems and then looking for solutions. Actually, I don't think, I know.
1: (laughs) Well, it's on, absolutely. Uh, The race. Uh, to be the next Prime Minister of Australia. Will the incumbents, um, against all odds seemingly, um, win what is now looking like an unwinnable election or will history repeat itself? I'm not quite sure. Well, after hitting the uh, the racetrack at Bathurst yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison will continue his unofficial campaign throughout New South Wales today. He's announcing a recycling initiative in the Liberal held Marginal Electorate of Wentworth in Sydney's eastern suburbs. Meantime, Anthony Albanese, yesterday in uh, inner Sydney, I think at Ashfield at the Leagues Club, well, he rallied the faithful. He joins me on the program. Anthony, good morning to you.
0: Good morning, Marcus. Thanks for having me on the program.
1: That's all right. Have you had a hot lap?
0: (laughs) Well, it's uh, some irony, perhaps, that uh, the coalition there with Scott Morrison, the very people who told the car industry to leave Australia, uh, are now uh, wanting to use Bathurst as a photo op. Uh, Holdens and Fords, of course, for generations, were built in Australia Not anymore, because this government didn't want a car industry to continue to exist here.
1: You uh, made some announcements over the weekend. I, I think the climate issue is is pretty much settled. Uh, we we have big business on board with a reduction target. Uh, no matter what the uh, the target is, eventually we will reach some sort of compromise with big business down the track. But so I think that's we can put that to a, to side for now. But you say the next election will come down to who will be the better economic managers out of the pandemic, and it's all about. Trust, is that right? Well, the the thing about
0: climate is that it is connected with the economy. And that's why big business, uh, the Business Council of Australia, the Australian Industry Group, the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry have all backed our plan above the government's uh, do-nothing approach. Uh, Our plan will create 600,000 extra jobs by 2030. Five out of every six of those will be in the regions. And at the same time, it will cut electricity prices for households on average by $275 for every household by 2025 on average. It will contribute $52 billion of additional private investment in Australian industry. It's the sort of reform that is required, that, that certainty going forward that business have been crying out for so that's that's one element the second element is how we train Australians for the jobs of the future and our free tafe uh, that we announced yesterday as well as 20,000 uh, additional university places uh, is absolutely uh, critical uh, we'll create uh, some 465,000 free TAFE places in areas of skill shortage that run right across the board.
1: Uh, So we have
0: serious positive plans.
1: That cost $1.1 billion to make these 465,000 TAFE places free and also the funding of an an extra 20,000 university spots. You believe that will be taxpayer money well spent in order to, I guess make Australia a renewable energy superpower, a manufacturing powerhouse, the skills and education's capital of Asia, and I think you also said a society that guarantees secure work, cheaper childcare and stronger Medicare.
0: That's right. We need to actually have a government that provides leadership that is strong and determined as the Australian people themselves. And we know during the pandemic Australians have been magnificent. But what this government's doing is sitting back, it's complacent, it's saying, uh, get the government out of your life. Well, people don't want any restrictions uh, to be in place for a day longer than necessary. But what they do want and need is a government that actually has a vision of the future and then a plan to set about creating that more positive and optimistic future. Uh, We are located I might have said this before, Marcus, on this program, And the fastest-growing region of the world in human history. So for generations, the tyranny of distance was something that uh, we uh, suffered from, the big markets of North America and Europe. The powerhouse of the global economy now is in our region, and that can be an enormous advantage if we become a high-weight, highly skilled high-value economy yeah. going forward. And and that's the vision that I have. It's one that I share with so many in the business community. If you look at those businesses that are really thriving, uh, they're not ones that are sitting back waiting for change to affect them. They're ones that are shaping change. And just as every household that puts uh, solar panels on their roof does so out of uh, an economic uh, modelling for their own household that says once you pay that back over five or six years, you are better off into the future. Uh, the same principle applies for business and that's why smart businesses are doing that. I was at a business in Smithfield on Saturday that's mm-hmm. doing just that. It's cut its power bills by a quarter of a billion dollars every year. And that's why the whole economy will benefit as well from the growth in cheaper energy.
1: All right. Now, with this 43% reduction by 2030, that's a little less than what uh, your predecessor went to the last federal election on. Um, Obviously, I think the coalition, they've jumped on this saying uh, that your climate policy will basically mean that Labor will be beholden, if you like, to the Greens in government. Uh, I mean, is this something that you can counter, these sorts of comments?
0: It's a complete nonsense. There's only one coalition in Australian politics, and that's the dysfunctional coalition between the Liberals and the Nationals. Uh, Labor seeks to form government in our own right. We're the largest political party in the Parliament now. We're on 68 seats. We need another eight to form government in our own right, which is absolutely what... Our, our only motivation is. Uh, the difference is uh, when we do get elected, I want to work with anyone across the parliament, not in a coalition, but to say we have a mandate for our policies, including people in the Liberal and National parties, uh, at people on the crossbenches, of course, uh, have all called for uh, climate action, uh, people like Zali Stegall and and... Uh, Helen Haynes and others have all called for climate change action as well. It's quite absurd. Uh, there's only one Green member of the House of Representatives. Uh, there's no prospect of any more. I yeah. tell you what, the Prime Minister, I do note, uh, you've just said, is off in Wentworth today. Mm-hmm. Wentworth, which covers the most expensive real estate uh, in Australia, at one stage it was the most. Expensive real estate in the world. I'm not sure if it beats New York uh, and Tokyo at the moment, but this is Liberal heartland. The fact is, it's under siege from an independent candidate, uh, Ms. Spender, yes. uh, Carla Zampati's daughter, mm-hmm. and that just shows uh, what you're going to have after the next election is uh, more cross benches from the other what's traditionally been safe coalition seats. Uh, not from Labor seats, and that's why uh, the Coalition sees the Prime Minister making announcements in Wentworth today. That says it all.
1: Alright. Uh, this story might concern you going forward. Federal spending on aged care will double by the end of the decade and put even more pressure on the budget according to new research that warns older Australians, Anthony, may have to draw on their savings to help them into their later years. Work by the Actuaries Institute to be released today, its a story on the front page of the Herald shows that despite a sharp lift in federal funding to deal with issues. Affecting aged care, it will not be enough as the population ages and demands grow. By the end of this decade, spending on aged care could reach $72 billion, more than what is spent on the age pension. I mean, this is something to obviously work on.
0: Well, aged care has been in crisis under this government. The interim report of the Royal Commission that the government resisted was titled Neglect. It found that. Uh, about half of those people in uh, aged care uh, residences uh, were literally starving. They weren't getting enough nutrition. We need to do much, much better. And this government, big missing element of their response to the Royal Commission has been that they haven't said anything about workforce issues. And you need to address workforce issues when it comes to aged care.
1: Good to have you on, Anthony. We will talk again soon. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Marcus. All right, there he is, Federal Opposition Leader Anthony Albanese.